0: I had a cerebral air embolus, so in other words, I had a a bubble of air in my brain in the circulation, and I was totally paralyzed on one side, and that was the beginning of my journey. Because there's more room for
1: me to do well for the patient by listening to their thoughts in that moment than any of my big fancy ideas. The aircraft was... um, was certainly underwater, um, I was able to jettison my window and watch the war- the inrush of water come through the cockpit, past my co-pilot, um, up to me- meet me as I decided that the best thing to do was to release my harness and
0: let the water effectively take me out of my window so you did 150 plus miles across the sahara desert in six days self-sustaining food and water so amazing but why so i think the first thing to say is is that when
1: you're when you're starting out in the pre world or in any of these worlds you kind of get blinkered into the patient and that's kind of right. You should be. You know, you need to be. There's someone else there, usually who's sort of supervising or whatever it might be, and, and you're you're focusing on the patient management, and, and you've got to do that bit. But as you do more and more, you can step further and further back, and you can be more aware of the fridge that's going to come out the window. The Vulcan had one role, which was low-level uh, nuclear strike on the USSR. That's what we train for all the time. But at the end of it. I said, I don't know what else I can say. You're finding this really hard because it is really hard. Dave, that was awesome. That's a great reminder of the people we've been speaking to over the last few weeks to get to this point here where we are now in this podcast. This is the major adventure we're on.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited that we finally made it to this point and we are rolling this out for real. It's been a dream. To sit down, have some great conversations with people and with yourself, and share it with everybody. So, I think we should start things off by some introductions. So, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners who you are?
1: Well, we should. You're probably right. So, so my name is Neil Jeffers, and uh, I have been a pilot for the last 25 years, and flying all sorts of different things. So, from teaching people, testing people, fly filming for the BBC, flown around North Africa and Europe, etc. My last 17 years have been flying with the Air Ambulance or HEMS in London. And I think a, probably an important point to bring out is, is the, the human factors and the CRM side that I've been fascinated with since I first started. In fact, the first ever exam I ever did to become even a private pilot was just about human factors and, and principles of CRM, etc. So as pilots, you just get to know about that. I've had an interest in it forever and now I teach at a few universities etc so I think your idea and you're going to take the hit for this your idea to get together and talk to other people and learn more about human factors and CRM has been brilliant and I've enjoyed it so far and I'm looking forward to the future you better
0: tell us who you are dude Uh, well we share the same interest and I think us sitting down talking about it offline casually sort of founded this inspiration to do this like you said I've had the same fascination with the human factors stuff. But yes, by way of introduction, my name is David Hindle and I am an emergency medicine physician. And for the last 10 years, I've been flying with US hems. Uh, so I think the first thing we should say is that we're bringing this from both sides of the Atlantic. I'm based here in the Midwest at UW MedFlight and I've been there for 10 years and you are based east of me back in the good old UK. With the London HEMS program. Uh, My time is split between working in the emergency department and in the pre-hospital world of critical care transport, uh, mostly on air transport with UW MedFlight. I had the same experience as you coming from a different angle, which was within medicine. And when that got tied into aviation with HEMS, there was a big part of it that was human factors and CRM. And at the same time, I had a daughter who was very much involved in competitive gymnastics, and she started working with a sports and performance psychologist. And as we've seen in the sports world, this has blossomed into really an emerging field that so many people are using. And it really got me fascinated in the whole idea of performance psychology and basically mental skills and performance and how to optimize what we do in real time. And that got us talking. And eventually we decided, hey, let's press the record button and capture some conversations and, like you said, bring in some some experts and some interesting people who can help teach us through their stories uh, lessons about all of these things.
1: I think that's a good summary. I think the key to it is, you know, we're kind of all ordinary when we start, huh? We're all mm-hmm. born the same way, and then people's trajectories are different. They see different things, do different things, brought up differently. Some people go on and do extraordinary things, and I think I would love to speak to them, even more people, and just figure out, you know, the human factors, the CRM concepts. We should probably define these things at some stage, but the concepts they have used to 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 take their team further, to to perform under pressure, to be resilient and fearless, etc. That's what it's all about for me.
0: Yeah, lots of people have great ideas, right? Lots of people have goals. Lots of people have aspirations. But what is it about those that have taken the idea into reality and succeeded? Um, And not necessarily starting from a point of advantage or privilege, but literally um, having that concept and launching it into something, well, extraordinary. Absolutely right.
1: Hey, one thing we should not forget to ever say is we should wind back the clock, little bit and 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 tell everybody where we originally met and first came across each other
0: hey because that's a story yeah you know that was 1980 dude 1980 isn't that
1: wild it's pretty crazy and i and i do kind of what i do remember most about that is is being dropped off at boarding school Mm -hmm. by my parents when i was eight years old and i remember crying and and you know there were a few kids around who who, uh, who were just like me, who had been dumped unceremoniously on the doorstep of this boarding school, and, and we were there for 10 years, and, uh, and it was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I remember it well. I remember sitting in the day room before our first house meeting, and uh, seeing this little guy come in, and I was little too, and we were both equally upset, and uh, there was forged a lifelong friendship, and we went through, like you said, 10 years of boarding school, Uh, We did some travel uh, in Australia on on a gap year, and then we sort of ended up in our training trades, didn't we? You went into the aviation world, and I went into the medicine world, and what's pretty wild is that from 1980, and after all those years and experiences, we ended up kind of meeting back full circle in the HEMS industry, you on one side of the Atlantic and me on the other, and independently of each other, we both formed this interest in performance, human factors, uh, team functioning. Uh, and that has just led us to say, hey, we hang out anyway and we talk. Why don't we hang out, talk, bring in some more people and press that record button?
1: You know, I put this down to one single event. Whether it's true or not, I can't remember because it was such a long time ago. But I reckon that you and I traveled around Australia and we visited the Royal Flying Doctor Service in Alice Springs. Yeah, we did. And we said, I tell you what, wouldn't it be cool if you became a pilot and you became a doctor? And, and I, 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 I would not say I remember the conversation, but I'm pretty sure it happened. And only about 10 years later, we suddenly had that revelation when we went, hold on a second, you are are on that road. And I am too. Maybe this is going to happen. (laughs) Crazy, crazy, really. Yeah, I remember that. So it's been really cool over the last few weeks just to listen to to some amazing people. So I, I remember speaking to, you know, someone from the FBI who became a doctor in their later years. That was amazing. We've spoken to you know special forces, military guys who have gone on to 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 do medicine in other places, uh, which has been awesome. But also just some crazy stuff. I mean, you and I were at school years ago when the Falcon Islands happened, we've spoken mm-hmm. to two people, one person that landed his helicopter in the Atlantic uh, by mistake, and another guy who was the guy who dropped the bombs on the Falklands. I mean, this is this is
0: amazing. We've been really privileged to hear these people talk. Yeah, we have. I I feel very fortunate that they've given some time and let us dive into their incredible stories. So hopefully the listeners are going to find that as exciting to hear as we did. What do you see coming up in the future?
1: Well, you know, I think we can surprise ourselves. I think we can pick people that are from some really unusual backgrounds and learn the lessons from you know, maybe from law or physicists or all sorts of unusual people. We've got a great guy coming up soon, Neil Lawton. He is an ex Royal Marine, um, ex uh, Special Forces guy who is an adventurer. He's climbed uh, Everest five times and led adventures. All that, so I'm really looking forward to listening to him. And and who about you? What about you, dude?
0: Yeah, we've got a future conversation coming up with Dr. Jason Brooks. Uh, Jason's uh, a friend of mine, but. Uh, Also, by training a performance, uh, sports and performance psychologist, and his background has been working with athletes and Olympic athletes. And now he's actually transitioned into coaching uh, surgeons. Uh, He's based up in Canada. So he's going to be full of uh, fantastic ideas, lessons, techniques I think we can all use and translate into our daily lives uh, to help us be a little better. All right, Neil. Well, I think we're ready to go, ready to launch. I'm excited to put out the first interview. Where can people keep track of us so they know what guests are coming up on the Ordinary to Extraordinary podcast? We have got it out on Twitter and X, as the case may be. So, ordinary.
1: Too Extraordinary, the number two, of course, for Too Extraordinary. We're on Instagram as well. So Ordinary Too Extraordinary, Instagram as well. So that's where people can find us as a start. But the podcast you've, you've put out somewhere else, where, where are they?
0: Yeah, that's going to be on the normal podcast platform. So whether you use Apple Podcasts or you go to Spotify, um, it's Ordinary Too Extraordinary, the podcast. One thing I would ask listeners is that they please leave a review or a rating every five-star rating we get will help elevate the podcast uh, to people's search engines and allow more people to find these interviews and benefit from the great guests we're going to be getting on
1: perfect dude so finally super excited about launching this now you know i'm sure within the next week we're going to be out there finally so so well done good for your hard work dude it's been brilliant
0: yeah, congrats to yourself as well. Um, I think one of the things I just want people to know is that in this day of tech and social media, uh, I have really enjoyed the opportunity to dedicate an hour or two every couple of weeks and sitting down and getting into a subject with uh, somebody who's got a lot to share, a great story, things that we can learn. It's nice to get back to real conversations. So thanks for doing this. I'm really excited and uh, roll on the first episode. Looking forward to it, good luck.